live. Welcome to That's a Fact podcast. I'm your host, Matthew Harrison, joined by your co-host, Matthew Quirk. Hey, everybody. And our special guest today, James Monahan. Hello there. James. Okay, Josh. That was a little uncalled for. Anyway, today we're going to cover a plethora of topics. Ooh, um, big word. As usual, as usual. I love the dictionary use. I know, you know, I have to, I have to impress the listeners because otherwise they don't think I'm cool. So, whew, let's get started. What was? Let's just go right in with the skilled labor. Okay. Um, you can bring us into that. Okay, so uh, I, I have lost these sources since we've been meaning to talk about this in a couple for a couple of weeks we say now. Source, trust me, bro. <laughs> But Insert um, source here. <laughs> I do that on my face. Yeah, same here. <laughs> uh, but uh, but in general, what I'll explain is um, there's been a call. I've only seen this from the left. I've never heard this from people on the right. So I'll just say from the left. Um, to that's a good. Just blame them for everything. Yeah, exactly. Coming the very thing you swore to destroy. destroy. <laughs> but anyway, uh, focusing in here, the idea is that um, the term skilled labor versus unskilled labor, or even a skilled laborer, is offensive now. Because we can't, we can't segregate people based off of their abilities to do something. And so, obviously, since I'm bringing it up, I disagree. And um, I just found that it was really... It just annoyed me, because I found it to be a very good reflection of how something so normal to say and so right to say has now been turned into something that is made offensive because some people's feelings are hurt it's like a description you know we're not saying you're any less human from it but we're saying that you know the person flipping burgers at mcdonald's for 10.75 an hour is less skilled than you know the person who's went to trade school for the past couple of years and can now do something, you know, like welding. Like, that's clearly skilled. An underwater you know, welder. Yeah, there, there we go. I mean... <clears throat> exactly. Or, and and uh, certain college degrees, you know. We won't say everything, but... <laughs> gender studies. Yeah, gender studies. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it's a lot of skill. Uh, the skill is being useless in society and making bad life choices. <laughs> but, um, yeah, I actually... I'll pull it up here. So this is just... This is a random... This is... Um, Top-notch personnel incorporated. Difference between skilled and unskilled labor. Um, so the like dictionary definition. This is from 2017, so you know maybe they've updated it. But uh, actually, I'll just start reading. So it says many, many baby boomers like to talk about how all they needed to pay for a college degree in the 60s and 70s was a side job as a manual laborer, typically in construction or cafe waitress. Suffice to say that this is far from the reality we face today. So I guess they're going to go into how um, you it's these jobs don't pay a lot so and here's just some examples skilled labor would be electricians plumbers law enforcement interesting hmm. and administrative assistants that okay that's that's like a uh, well there's secretary a, yeah yeah and there's like a two-year school you usually go to for that yeah my stepmom works as like a i think that's her title as administrative assistant and she i don't think she went to college anyway and then highly skilled <laughs> lawyers doctors architects accountants <clears throat> and then unskilled labor is where you have to have no special training or skills. 
Um, so farm laborers, cashiers, grocery clerks, cleaners, and sweepers. And then talks about if there's a middle ground with semi-skilled labor. So customer service associates, typists, and truck drivers. Mm. Um, all right, cool. So just so we have that idea. Uh, <clears throat> you know, it's funny that you said, like you mentioned, like we can't segregate people by ability because like how else are we allowed? Because we can't, we know, and I'm, I, obviously, we can't segregate people by race or gender. Well, you can, but not in certain areas. Um, and you have to segregate objectively. So what's more objective than your abilities? Yeah. You have to be able to segregate by ability. So the only argument that would be made to that would be uh, your wealth status. But that's ultimately derived from your... In what way? What do you mean? As, as a form of segregation. Oh, yeah. Well, that's... People don't like that either. Yeah, no one likes that either. But ultimately, <clears throat> the idea that, you know, you cannot be different from your neighbor in any form is just something that has been growing in a lot of popularity, especially in the past nine months even. And um, it's just funny how, A, we see it towards a communistic trend everyone wants to be equal despite the efforts they put in and how also it, it that's been shown that once your skilled laborers and your unskilled laborers are paid the same no one becomes a skilled labor yeah well there's no point to it anymore now okay i remember what it was i sent you something about masks it was about like anti-mask people are rising it was you it was you right was it you i don't remember who did i send this to man <clears throat> i think we're all just finding articles and then clicking on the first person yeah, that but pops up and yeah i, I just i'm things. trying to remember who i sent it to and that's really odd and i just deleted like all my messages because yeah all right well i'm just gonna pause first and we're back anyway so quirk yeah if you could just wrap up we'll wrap up the unskilled labor thing yeah so the the overall goal of the segment was that i had seen a lot of comments recently saying how all labor requires some skill and how even the people that work at mcdonald's take whatever 16 hours of training or you know the people that work at target get three days of training and i was like and i think the the uh same thing to think here is well yes you take training, but anyone can take that training. It is training, and it is a skill. It's just a skill that everyone else has, too. <laughs> <laughs> yes, a little side commentary. But, yeah, exactly. That was basically my point. That um, if, you know, I can walk in there and do it with your three days of training, then it's not required that you have a particular set of skills or ability that puts you above everyone else. Whereas, even if everyone was led into medical school, not everyone would become doctors. Hopefully. That's a scary thought. Hopefully I'd fail out of that. <laughs> hopefully people who are not smart enough to be doctors should not and will not be doctors. Uh, oh. No, that's not. Okay. So, all right. As we move on from that, I have an article from uh, the glorious and always correct CNN uh this news network the headline is a trump memoir thanks but let's not <laughs> basically i didn't even read it but what they're saying is that they don't want trump to write a book after he is president 
Um, which I agree with, actually. I think he should write a book and then run for another term in 2024. <laughs> and he'll have technically written a book before he was president, after he was in between, you know. So Not that's... <clears throat> I saw... That didn't work. I saw that this morning, actually. And um, one of the main points that I saw was the uh, was the call by the author to not have any publisher publish the book. Oh, that's really weird. I just don't get people. It's it's insane. Let's hit that. So you sent me a TikTok today yes. with uh, a woman giving an example of how people think with uh, white privilege and white um, white fragility was the term they were disassembling. And James, you've been very quiet, so let's have. I guess you can pitch in. Shut your TikTok off. So yeah, why are you on TikTok? I'm getting wow. the video. <laughs> okay. <laughs> so basically, I'll, I'll I'll let you play the clip and then I'll provide the context. Yeah. Okay. Here we go. Just play it right into the microphone. In my position clear to a woke friend. Children as a group are sexually abused by adults as a group. Therefore, all adults harbor internalized pedophilia. Any denial of this assertion is pedophile fragility. That's pretty darn good. That's really right, good. So that's, yeah. we, that's, that's, really that's good. good. So basically, there's no context to that clip, but what it's it's using that to to uh, as an analogy for the idea of white fragility, where take what she said, <clears throat> children as a group are sexually abused by adults as a group, therefore all adults harbor um, some secret pedophilia, and any denial of that fact is just pedophile fragility. They're just, you know, weak, right? So same thing with what they're saying, black people as a group are oppressed by white people as a group, and any, so all white people harbor some, harbor some internalized um, uh, hatred towards black people, and any denial of that is white fragility. Yeah, it's just it, it's 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 aiming to debunk the whole you know that all of this is just overgeneralization. It's you know since the whole reparations thing, it's like every you know every white person has has been racist or you know been whatever oppressive towards a black person, and therefore you know we need to repair for that. You know, okay, maybe maybe I reenact the Civil War, but I didn't actually live during 1860, and. You know, I, I'm I'm not a slaveholding, you know, Southern racist. So the idea that you know I owe somebody who maybe doesn't even have you know any relatives who were slave, you know, they they may not have neither of us have any connection to this whatsoever. But the idea that we need to do reparations, it's just you know, it's overgeneralization. So this, it's, uh, this, I mean, utterly ridiculous. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Benjamin, and this, this, I think, shows that beautifully because I mean, yeah. the pedophile. Yeah, that's obviously stupid. I don't think you're going to get any. You can't well, accuse all adults of being pedophiles. Yeah, exactly. Because there's a couple pedophiles. Yeah, you're not going to get anyone that a lot more pedophiles than, than I think anybody wants to acknowledge. <laughs> yeah, but but yeah, I mean, we get the point. It's it shows it very well. Yeah, I, I love that. Also, apparently, pedophiles are now using the rose emoji in their bio to signal to other pedophiles really? um, on Twitter I just saw that literally no, just they're, they're, they're 30 seconds if, if we would like to go off a little tangent here we I believe it was that. about last year that there was the move in California to register legalize, right yeah register or legalize um, pedophilia oh, as a sexual that. orientation yeah, yeah that and, was a fun concept <laughs> and so I mean the effect that that was a thought that someone had then publicly announced is horrifying to me. Yeah. That someone in a government position said to themselves, and then not only to themselves, but to the public, that we should make pedophilia 
legal in any form or capacity is horrifying and should basically scare you. Yeah, the fact well, that this was openly contemplated. <coughs> it's just it's the next. It's the next frontier. I mean, it's it's you know you went from sex being taboo. You don't talk about it in public. Pornography was illegal. To pornography being encouraged, people being openly having OnlyFans accounts that they promote on Instagram and YouTube. Um, you know, obviously our culture is very sexualized. You open TikTok, there's 15 year old girls shaking their butts, and like literally, so you, you'll see the video and like click on the comments, and there's people will be like age check, and someone will be like, oh she's 15, and everyone's like, what the heck is wrong? Like, there's so much wrong with the picture, and um, it's the next frontier. You know, like that's. Pedophilia yeah, as the now, the swings. yeah, the discussion that's going on about pedophilia now is, I think, equivalent to this discussion that was happening around sexuality in the past, and even, um, I mean, drugs is the next one. I, I'm seeing. I was just listening. I don't remember. I don't remember where I heard it, but somebody was talking about how drugs, like the the next prohibition era of like marijuana. Mm. Marijuana is pretty much legal, basically legal a lot it's illegal it's it's legal in a lot of places and it's a very minor offense where it's not and and blah 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 i mean it's not even legal in new york recreationally and my neighbors smoke weed all the time i can smell it (laughs) sometimes they hot box my whole house from their house and um you know oh dear but the and then oregon just just decriminalized all drugs small amounts oh really which i think people are taking out of context i'm as far as i know and i haven't looked into it a lot they decriminalized having small amounts so, like, if you have cocaine on you and you have a tiny bit of cocaine, it's based on the idea that if you have a tiny bit of cocaine or heroin on you, you don't need to go to jail for 20 years. You need help to combat the addiction that you've you've fallen into, mm-hmm. which is probably true. I just, you know, it people see it and they're like, oh, Oregon just legalized all drugs. It's like, well, no, I think they just less, lessened the sentence so that yeah. you don't mm-hmm. get your life ruined over a small thing. But the issue is with the... With the lack of clarity and the coverage of it, is that now people will begin petitioning that, you know, oh, look at Oregon. They have no penalty or whatnot, so yeah. why don't we have that? Yeah, people say, oh, wow, that, that looks like a good idea. You know, they take it out of context. Oh, wow, that looks yeah, good. And the we narrative. should have that. And then here, the narrative here is go. the scary part because you, you start to go, um, you know, we should decriminalize drugs. It's like, okay, well, that's not really what happened. Yeah. And, you know, now actually, personally, we can, we can just have a fun conversation about this. I think... I think that drugs should be legal <laughs> because, because if you – now, I'm, you know what? I Maybe you should back that, back that up a little bit. You might want to clarify. Okay, so let's clarify. I think that if you are an adult and you want to try DMT or LSD, uh, specifically hallucinogen, hallucinogens – um, and Joe Rogan. I, I'm just Joe Rogan at this point. So <laughs> yeah. You should. Everybody should try DMT once. No, but I do think it. It like I don't see necessarily why it's illegal as long even if it's addictive. Like alcohol's addictive and it's legal. You know what I mean? No. So I guess the question is too. And I this is how I I had a conversation with a guy about this once. He was saying weed should be legal, and I was like, well, it shouldn't. And he was like, well, alcohol is legal, so I wouldn't weed. And I was like, well, because a lot of people drink, but they don't drink to get drunk. But when you smoke, you smoke to get high. And he was like, yeah, but that's not true. So I don't smoke weed. I really don't know. I don't even know a lot of people who smoke. But if that's the case, can that be true? Anyway, my point is, if you do DMT or LSD or ayahuasca, 
you're probably trying to trip for a while. So I don't know that you could reasonably do that. But anyway, my libertarian point here is that it only hurts you if you want to try drugs. So, like, why can't I inject heroin into my butt cheek if I want to? I don't think that's how you do well, heroin. I think, <laughs> I think, again, though, the issue would be it's very much like uh, drinking and driving type yeah. of style. Well, yeah, but you can't – obviously, you shouldn't be able to operate a motor vehicle yeah. if you're high. You know, and – I would also, it would have to be, again, I don't want the government restricting it. So I wouldn't say like, well, the government should be regulating drugs. Well, I don't trust that any more than I trust the, you know, gang leaders. But yeah, obviously drugs are never going to, maybe they're not, but I wouldn't actually support decriminalizing all these drugs. I just like the thought exercise of saying, I think they should in an ideal world be now, legal. That's mm. interesting. But look at the historical, uh, look at what's happened to that historically. So when England brought uh, opium, opium, I believe, down to China, yeah. up to China, exactly. they basically used it as a weapon. They used yeah. it as a weapon. China, as a society, did not function for decades because everyone's only goal for working was to get high. You got paid in either opium or you got paid in cash, which you went and spent on opium. And so I think what we see in that is that when given the ability, when given free range, humans will often choose the most painless, uh, the most painless, and the thing that will make them feel the best over what is right and what should be done. Okay, so and now I think who again, should be the one who, who should, should, reg- yeah, regulate, who should that. regulate it? And again, that's that's the thing because in modern America, no one but the government could. Yeah. No one respects the church enough, or most authorities, basically, to obey them without legal repercussions. Yeah. You know, the idea of, for example, the idea of uh, excommunication would not, would not scare anyone bat an to eye to yeah. anyone, basically. No one would care. Now, all right, I'd like to take a devil's advocate approach and say, culturally... Uh, in South America, there's a, a tea known as ayahuasca, which is literally pretty much LSD. It's the same component, but it's naturally, they get a vine or a root or something, and they boil it down and make tea out of it, and then they use it for spiritual ceremonies where you drink it, get super high, and then the like chief person like dances around you and chants and stuff, and you're like tripping on LSD, so it's a very like intimate a spiritual experience. And that whole society... Well, there's a fun discussion, too. Are are some societies objectively better than others? I say yes. Yeah. That's very racist to say now, apparently. Yeah. But, um, so I guess that's your question. Because I I was about to say they didn't collapse their whole society, but, I mean, their society consists of them living in mud huts and covering their genitals (laughs) with leaves, so, and getting high for spiritual experiences. So I guess maybe that's not the best argument, but, um... This is how my brain works, just in circles. Uh, so, you know. It's very amusing. Yeah. Well, I mean, I think, again. I'm also I- tripping on LSD. <laughs> <laughs> We're kidding. I'm kidding. Disclaimer. Um, but, I mean, I think that's also how your society is structured and functions will obviously uh, affect how that happens you know there's no economy in that you know per se i mean i'm sure you could say okay there's some kind of rudimentary economy but there's no you know you're not going to go into a depression because of 
over spiritualized drugs, you know, whatever that, oh, you know, overdosing on your spiritual drugs, it's, you know, it's not going to send the society. Wait, are you making an argument for or against it right now? I don't know. I'm just commenting, really. (laughs) I mean, I think, but I think, look at it like this, you know? If there were only, if there were only, you know, three cars in the state of New York, I would own one. Well, well, uh, you know, most people wouldn't care if you were driving under the influence, right? Because that doesn't affect the majority of people. Yeah. But the fact is that we are at a massive uh, import rate of every and all drug, basically, to where if anyone wanted one, they could, I believe, like, they do bus where it could supply, like, every person in, like, the state of Texas with a teacup teacup sized amount of marijuana or something and so we have such a uh once it is made legal we have such an import that it would be very easy to have society just you know all get a quick uh quick fix on it and then the other thing is and i you know i don't i think we should be careful talking about this too because none of us have any experience with weed yeah that's fair so actually i do know that there are a lot of people who do smoke weed and are very productive people and only do it the same way that you might drink so i think it's fair to say that that one's more up for debate but I mean, you could look at the cities where it's legal, or the places it's legal, too. I remember we, we were at, like, Legislative Day, uh, what, two years ago? Oh, yeah. yeah. yeah and that guy did ago. that whole thing about weed, and I, I literally was listening to it, and I was like, I don't really agree with anything he's saying. Like, I get what he, like, he was like, oh, weed's stronger than it used to be. Like, okay, show me data that, sh- that says it's doing bad things, you know? I don't care if it's stronger. Like, why does, like, that's not an argument for it being objectively bad. If you're saying it's stronger and we like if you're saying weed causes people to, you know, jump off cliffs and now it's stronger so it's easier to get people to jump off cliffs, I get that. But mm-hmm. I just didn't feel that anyway, I don't remember every point he made. I just remember sitting there kinda like Well Okay. I like, mean, I think that's the issue with speakers as a whole. Often they're more flashy and uh extremists because it gets the crowd riled up. Honestly, yeah, as opposed the- to a you know, that was the problem with that guy. He was not a very animated. He was just kind of like, okay, he was very he, much, here yeah. is the data. This graph says this. You know, this is a, this is Here's X, my slide. Yeah, yeah, exactly. So he wasn't really like, you know, he's the kind of guy you kind of zone out on if you're not like really into this topic. And yeah. I want even this if data. you were, I was excited for that one because I was interested in the topic. Right, yeah, but when he started talking, I was like, yeah, it wasn't presented well at all. Yeah, but you know, that's that's how it is. Yeah. So anyway, weed obviously should be legal. I think that's what we gain from this. <laughs> no, that's one thing too. I think if it was legal, I would I would I would definitely try it, but I don't know that I would enjoy it and I also don't know um what? Oh. <laughs> I just got a DM from Damon and I'm trying to like figure out what it means cuz it just says they're both the antithesis of fat. And I'm I'm like, are you talking about these guys? Cuz that doesn't make Ouch. why like wow. what's the context for that? He's not talking about you guys. So. I'm going to take offense. You guys anyway. are very fat, all right? <laughs> With a pH. <laughs> anyway, we're going to zone back in here. Living in Spain and, without uh, the S. Let's see, I will take the lead, and we're going to take it to Twitter right now. Oh, heck yeah. Um, I just Twitter? saw a tweet that said, if masks save lives, why aren't they? 
<laughs> what? Why aren't they saving lives? That wasn't very hard, guys. Josh, do you want us to uh, get you a mic? No, it's okay. Please? Sure. All right. <clears throat> We're going to pause for a sec, gather our... All right. Us have been fully gathered now. Can you now. hear me chewing? You want you chewing? Bro, can you hear me chewing? Uh, no. Can you talk a little bit? Talk. <sighs> speak. No, talk. No, no, don't <laughs> lean in. Don't lean in. Oh, from here? Yeah, speak where you're going to be speaking. Okay. So, if I were hypothetically chewing oranges really loudly from right here, could you hear me? Yes. Do you want to do that? No. We're not recording <laughs> right now, are we? Oh. <laughs> do you have a mic? <laughs> I think you're being heard. I don't know what's picking you up at this point. So, <clears throat> we decided to get on a Twitter, the old twit. That did not come out right. <laughs> COVID-19. Christmas rules will increase infections potentially by a large amount, Sage warns. Um, what? This is from the same people who said 4,000 people would be dying every day at this point in the UK. Wrong again. So let's discuss Thanksgiving, because Thanksgiving kind of sucked a little bit um, <clears throat> with the COVID restrictions and the inability to gather families together. And I was talking to my dad the other day, yesterday, specifically that day, Thanksgiving day, about how it would really be awful if, like, what's wrong with you? <laughs> if you had family that you only saw once a year on Thanksgiving, Christmas, that kind of thing, and then now you, you won't have seen them for two years next year, yeah. if things are even blown up, which I... But uh, also, if you have only seen them one time a year, do you, you probably really don't care, care about them that much? <laughs> Fair <laughs> point. Yeah, I mean, what, what particularly annoyed me about the situation as a whole is that the government has taken upon itself the belief that it knows better than you do. And uh, that, you know, you're... <clears throat> Big brother knows best, bro. Exactly. You know, the pigs uh, the pigs are the smartest and wisest of us all. Therefore, and, then, and look at California, Governor Newsom, you know, it got caught in the restaurant, no masks, indoor dining the other day. Oh, yeah. They, you, want, you talk about pigs, you know, there, there we go. It's Animal Farm right there. Yeah, some people are equal. Or no, all people are equal. Some, are, some are more equal. Some are more others. equal than others. So great. That's exactly. So great. Now, exactly on the it. big brother thing, I'd like to push a product. There's this upstate New York company selling Cuomo peering into your window stickers. <laughs> and I it's, had one it's, of those at my it's the greatest it thing. So, it awesome. It's the greatest thing. My uncle thing. put it up, and it was, Denardo had one, too. So <laughs> That's great. so good. I might have to get one. They're How like 10 bucks. They? They're oh, 10 my gosh. gosh. I'm going to pull it on my car window. <laughs> <laughs> I, I'm not sure that's the point, but yes. I know. It's not the point at all, but it would be funny. It would be on my back windshield. People would be like, what the <laughs> but it's gonna be facing out. Right. He's gonna be looking out the back window. At them. Oh, He's I always like gonna that. be looking. At I you. like that. Because Big Brother's always watching. <coughs> Big Brother Cuomo. Big Bro Cuomo. Which, I mean, again, is just to zone in a little. The idea that, um, you know, yeah, we're not saying that you shouldn't have been careful on Thanksgiving, you know. Yeah, and I, you know, I want to make it clear too that I'm not downplaying the like dangerousness of COVID. I just don't think that the restrictions are the correct response, and I don't think that the government should be telling us we can't risk and it if we yeah. want to. That's I mean, I didn't go see my nana for you know for Thanksgiving. Exactly. Right? But you know, <clears throat> but if I did want to go see, and that's the other thing is I I've heard some people say go see your grandparents. Like, if they die, they're old. They've lived a full life. If they die from COVID or they die in three years just because their heart fails. Wouldn't you have wanted to see them? My, my grandma has been cooped up in her house for like eight months. <clears throat> yeah, that's you're telling me that's anybody. good? That's, you're telling me that's good, I that's mean, healthy yeah, for her? No, no You way. have to weigh the... And my other grandma, <clears throat> she's been seeing us constantly. We're like, you know, 
if she's going to die, and she will soon at some point because she's old, she's a grandma. She's <laughs> old. Yeah. <laughs> Then it's better off that she's seeing her family constantly than, you know, yeah, when I'm when I'm living your life I would, in fear. I yeah. would much rather die, you know, surrounded by my family exactly. at eighty, even if that eighty's relatively young to die, than at ninety nine, like the last one of my friends like alive <laughs> just like in a nursing home being fed by a tube up my and, and, and there's a <laughs> that, and there's right? a couple of arguments for what Damon's saying as well, because hey, they've lived through the world of it. Mm-hmm. So, you know, they've their highest chance of it being exposed to COVID is over. That's true. Secondly, we, get, we have a pretty good grasp on how to treat people. The death rate is going down, despite cases numbers going up. See, I keep seeing... I don't even follow news on it because I yeah. do not trust it at all. Apparently, the flu rate, in, like infection rate in hospitals is like zero. Oh this yeah, it's year. dropped. It's, it's much because it's some ridiculously <laughs> small, almost And then like the people will even try to say like, oh, well, people aren't getting the flu because they're wearing masks. Are you stupid? <laughs> there was there was an article, it was a pre-COVID ar- article, like January or February, saying how it was a record high flu season. Because yeah, it's all, you know, it's all COVID. <laughs> it, it, it's, it's ridiculous. Just, yeah. <clears throat> and, but also the other thing is that, uh, that generation doesn't exactly seem to be all uh, keen on the COVID lockdown rules in and of itself. What do you, the older generation? The older generation. The boomers? Yeah, most, like, some of the biggest uh, violators of it, I'll say. Um, I worked at an undisclosed business this summer, <laughs> and uh, there was a customer who was at least 75 who walked in, he walked in like, seven times over the course of two weeks the man refused to put a mask on was saying how he couldn't go shopping because he wouldn't put his mask on so his daughter technically did the shopping but he just walked into this uh again undisclosed ironically that's probably safer for him yeah probably but uh yeah but the thing was he just he refused and i was like you know i i respect that if i was old i think i may be wearing a mask a lot more than I do just because I'm in the you know the higher demographic yeah and so I think uh, it is interesting but again they're a lot of the ones that are saying like no forget about this and they tend to be very polarized to either end in in fact I just yeah no that's exactly true and it's because old people are stubborn you know it's as simple as that yeah Yeah. they've been living that way for 70 years and, you know, the government telling them to change is not going to make them change. They don't care at this point. In fact, I just was talking to an older guy today, and he was like, yeah, this whole thing's ridiculous. And I was like, I like you. <laughs> <laughs> so to lighten things up, I have a tweet here, and um, we're just going to go through the, the tweet itself and the replies. It's completely unrelated. We're just going to cleanse our palates a little bit. The tweet says, this has 151,000 likes, which is why it popped up on my feed for no reason. Men love to have a backyard. So they can go pee in it when they're drunk. <laughs> and I'm then, not drunk. I just like to go pee on it because I can. I exercise my freedom to do that. And it helps it grow too. So yeah, actually, that is not true. Yeah, that's and the opposite. Someone, that's why my tree's tired. I, I guess. I, I don't care. I'm gonna just keep All right, I was not there for hard part of that, and I thought that you were talking about something else growing. So, <laughs> <laughs> so, so I'm on the other end of that. <laughs> I, I was there in the beginning, and I skipped out on the middle. I gave it back. So I have the my favorite thread that's a response is 
peeing with your dog in the yard and they start peeing too is the ultimate display of pack unity and togetherness. <laughs> and then someone responds, this is how I trained my dog to pee outside. <laughs> and then the next guy goes, same but with pooping. <laughs> and then the first guy goes, my dog trained me to poop outside this way. <laughs> that's a great, uh, that's it's a great fantastic. exchange. There's some so. very wholesome Right, yeah. The, the deviation between podcast styles here is yeah, I know, very just, interesting. Yeah. After days of not sleeping, I fell asleep for like 12 hours finally, and I feel like I've been away for you. Wait, this is not. I don't care about that. <laughs> what is my Twitter feed right now? <clears throat> I don't know a single person who actually cares what the Pope has to say, including my Catholic friends. Oh, let's talk about that. Damon... And and James the whole representative of the Catholic <laughs> Church. The two of you represent the whole Catholic Church. I'm sorry, I don't make the rules. As you know, we were both raised Catholic and have gone to Protestant school, so we know what we're talking. <laughs> hey, about. it's yes. not a Protestant school. It's non-denominational. Okay, it doesn't <laughs> no, it's a Protestant, Protestant school. It's <laughs> just all Protestant. It, it's not that all of our teachers are Protestant pastors. I don't. That has nothing to do with anything. Anyway. Get this a priest in Chapelfield. Come on. I don't think we're getting one. Would. What? Wait, really? I mean, I. It's you. Hold on. Guys, I don't want to announce to you. I don't know. I I I don't know like how to put things like in the podcast if we're talking about people who like only we know. Well, don't yeah, don't use a name, but like. They're well, hiring I mean, a this Catholic. Isn't interesting to anybody. Else. Oh, that's true. Talk to us closely. Well, all right. This is this is interesting though. You're both Catholic. Do you care what the Pope says? Because personally, if I were Catholic, which I am not, actually, even that, I do generally. If the Pope were to say something, or you know, theologically, he does carry some weight, and yes, I, I believe that. Yeah. But once he came out and was like, gay marriage. It's cool. Well, I mean, there's there's. But break that down for me. Yeah. What did he actually say? And what? Well, I actually did watch a <clears throat> small video on this, and a lot of it was mistranslated. I, I'm sure. Yeah. You know, but something that's also good for us to remember is that whatever the Pope says is not final. Yeah, Just because not, the Pope not every said word it. that uttered through his exactly. mouth is doctrine. He, can, he has know, to speak ex cathedra, correct? Exactly. Well, it has then to go through be. a number of processes in order for it to become church dogma. There's now, no okay, way but, that. So there's. And I, I don't. I remember we talked about this. In Spanish class, if he just talks, that that would be what you're referring to, correct? Right. Like it has to go. But if he speaks, is it ex cathedra? Is that the I word from the from the chair? I believe um, that's the. Term. Or from the pulpit? Yeah, like from the, the chair. I think. Yeah, then yeah. it is instantly word of like infallible. word of God. Yeah, right? infallible. Now, now he didn't say that in this case. That wasn't that wasn't the case. So right. it's irrelevant. But I just out of curiosity. Now, what I have experience going to a a quote unquote. Catholic slash Jesuit school. Oh, oh, I thought you were talking Catholic church. And what is what is interesting <laughs> is that despite you know the the uh, the correctness of translations and such, the liberal Catholics, which I think you'll both agree are, is a growing I think number most of Catholics. Catholics. It's so contradictory. It doesn't even make any sense. Yeah. It really yes. doesn't make any sense. Well, I think it's because, and I might get a little heat from this, but. I think most Catholics that attend church regularly, there's a higher percentage, sorry, a higher percentage than in Protestant churches of Catholics who attend church regularly and are not Christians. You know what? No, I, and I completely I agree with you. In this area. Well, exactly. Like Spanjo was talking about, you know, and I totally... Uh, that's the point I was That's what I'm familiar with. Down south, you have a very large number of Baptist Protestants. Yeah. Obviously, 
when you gather a larger number of people, that population is going to have less people who are actually committed to their faith. Now, I also want to point out Wait, that... And, and up here, Pro- you know, the, Protestant, the Catholic is a, lot, it's a much more dominant faith than Protestant. Protestant I mean, relig- Protest- Protestants are actually... There's more Protestants in the country than Catholics, which I did not, I did not know. No. Until I was doing research, because yeah. Protestant is every single denomination yeah. that breaks yeah. away and does some weird except like, you know above three hundred. Well, no, there was actually. All, yeah, all, but, yeah. I think they did break. They they actually did break it down a little more than that. But but you know, I'm not saying oh you know the fire hydrant people are yeah you know, you know what I mean you know yeah. every every you have a lot of major Protestant denominations which are Protestants so therefore there's a lot of Protestants. Yeah, I think you know. I I would think that. Baptists, Presbyterians, Lutherans, and like evangelicals yeah. would make up probably that a, a, still a, a majority, significant still portion. more than the I Catholic. I find it interesting that you thought to begin with that Catholics were the dominant religion in all of America. I, I didn't. I or thought it might be in Christianity. Oh, no, I, mean, I just thought in the U.S. they might be. I'm sure well, in Europe. I, yeah. I think in Europe, Catholic there's more. more I mean, yeah, but um, but the the point that I'm getting to is that you know the country is founded by you know, Puritan pilgrims and that's Catholics, true. You know, it's all it's all it's all Protestant. You, you have one Catholic signer of the declaration right. and yeah. which one was it? Maryland. Yeah, uh, George Carroll. It's Carroll. I forget his first name. I think it's George. You said Maryland. What does that yeah, mean? He, he, oh, he was yeah, from yeah, Maryland. Yeah, oh, yeah, I was like Marilyn Monroe. Who are you talking about? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, I know her name was down at the bottom there. <laughs> now, uh, right next to him. <laughs> now, but what I was saying is, uh, with the liberal Catholic college, is that they loved that the uh, general public now views the Pope as have saying that gay marriage is okay. Yeah, and that's that's and, and that's I think the problem too is because you as as a Catholic, both of you would not take that and go okay. I guess maybe we got to rethink this. But there's a lot of people who already were liberal Catholics and yeah. already supported gay marriage, and then when the Pope said that, they were like, "Wow, that's great." Yeah, and you I know, think even with, if that's not what he said. I, I yeah, and, and with a lot of <clears throat> with a lot of you know liberal Catholics, not not Democrat, you know, not Democrat Catholics. You know, Catholic faith is not okay. You have to be conservative. You know, there's some principles that I, I think I know are, people, are you know like our aunt who are a little bit more. I would consider a little bit more liberal in some ways, but I I don't believe she votes Democrat. I I don't know. It's, a, yeah, it's none of my so business. It's not, I just don't think. But I know what my you mean. yeah. My point is the Catholic faith is not tied to a certain political party. But a lot of the more liberal Catholics, I think, don't understand their faith nearly as well as they need to. So they they can be, you know, tended towards, oh, you know, gay marriage is completely acceptable and, and you know, and all this, you know, more left policies and ideologies. Because they don't realize that it's so contrary to their faith because they just don't know it as well. You know, maybe, they, maybe they've only gone to Mass every Sunday for the past... You know, twenty years, and and that's their extent of their theological knowledge. Does and now does do either of your churches? You don't go to the same church, do you? No. Do either of your churches offer like Bible studies? There's Holy Hour. Yeah, okay. there's there's something like we we have we'll have different. So um, that's like know. the the extreme from like what not my current church, my old church. They would have like eight Bible studies going every Sunday. They'd have different ones, small groups of people's <clears throat> houses, which I think is a little insane because then you have random people leading these small groups, and they can devolve into little right, cultish, right, little yeah. crazy, yeah, yes. crazy pockets. But um, that's an interesting fact. And I, like who was it? You and I house. talked about this. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not. Well, my dad's a pastor. Oh yeah. That's yeah, bro, that's like completely. <laughs> <laughs> so. 
Cork, we had talked about this, where we were saying uh, how the Catholic Church is good at, like... Yes. A lot. You can't see what I'm doing, but please I'm making a line. Please elaborate for the rest of us. Wait, yeah, please, please elaborate, because I'm trying <coughs> to... <coughs> yes. The Catholic Church over. is very good at... It's very reverent. No, we, weren't even t- we weren't talking about... I'm sorry, we yeah. weren't talking about the Catholic Church. We were talking about... My church. Your church versus... Versus Baptist churches. Versus, um, <laughs> like, uh, charismatic... Yes. Protestant churches. Which you could say the same for Catholicism, except go a step farther. Catholicism is very good with the um, dogma and uh, piety and tradition yeah. and reciting prayers and praying at certain times and that type of thing, which is good and, and, and you should know it. But also the problem does arise when in the majority of the Catholic Church, people don't do that and don't know yeah. that. Yeah, so, a, liturgy, a liturgy is only good if it, people understand its significance and importance, mm-hmm. as opposed to just using it as a... You know, a uh, filler. Three easy steps to get into heaven. Oh, well, yes. Yeah. I'm waiting. Josh has sat there this whole time, like pondering, and I know he's gonna say something. I have profound. a video. Can I play it? Yeah, you're gonna okay. say something profound at some point. We're all gonna <coughs> maybe speechless. Maybe this all is right. this is again. It's it's just coverage of the Pope on same-sex marriage. Okay. And again, I don't know how accurate it is, but it's interesting. Francis, cementing his reputation as the Pope of Surprises, saying in the new documentary Francesco, what we have to create is a civil union law. That way they are legally covered. I stood up for that. Father Jim Martin, author and advocate for LGBTQ Catholics, saw the documentary. This is an historic step forward in the church's relationship with LGBT people and LGBT Catholics. Is he opening the door to gay marriage in the church? The Pope is not opening up the door to a gay marriage being celebrated in a mass, uh, but he's opening up the door to people being approving of same-sex civil unions. Church teaching says homosexuality is disordered. Today, Rhode Island Bishop Thomas Tobin called on the Pope to clarify his words, saying the church cannot support the acceptance of objectively immoral relationships. From his first press conference when he asked, who am I to judge, Francis's papacy has been marked by compassion to gays and lesbians. Now the Pope says homosexuals have a right to be part of the family. They are children of God and have a right to a family. Nobody should be thrown out or made miserable because of it. I agree. Reaching out to those who've long felt excluded by the church. Ann Thompson, NBC News. Okay, so that is... Yeah, I, yeah. So, I I agree with definitely stop parts. Yelling. Don't yell. Your sorry. microphone is right there. I agree with parts of what he says, particularly what the Pope was saying at the end, where they yes they deserve to be part of a family. They don't deserve to be thrown out. But you have to draw the line and say, okay, we love the individual, and we're going to support this person. You still have to be able to condemn the action. But you have to be able to condemn yeah. the action, or else there's the no. Sin or yeah. not well, you the lose sin. a morale. And I'm not talking about specifically same-sex marriage yeah. or same-sex action. Yeah. I mean any sin, quote-unquote, if we're yeah. talking about in a, in a faith context, has to be condemnable by the religion, a leader in the religion, especially if it's the Pope, the head of your entire religion, has to be able to condemn. Otherwise, you lose the idea of an organized religion, period. Even, even if you just talk about sex, if you have <clears throat> a man and a woman living together before they're married, yeah. the, the pastor, whatever, the leader of the has individual to be church, able to step in. has to be able to say, no, that's not okay, and then take action and say, look, if you can't take care of this... There's going to have to be, you know... Yeah, that would never happen in any church yeah. today, which is well, crazy. You remember the, the, I forget, it was a bishop that denied Biden communion over his abortion stance. That's, mm-hmm. that, that was a while ago. That, that was about a year ago. Yeah, it had to be about a year Maybe ago. Maybe a little bit more, but... So, also, I, I want to just, and I'll get to, you can you can have the floor in a sec. So, I think 
the the way he worded it, he was generally careful, but I think you need to be even more careful because people are so stupid that they interpret what he just said as condoning same-sex marriage. And I think he didn't, but he was he said it in a way that I understand how you could interpret it. That yeah, way. but and he he needed some kind of he he needed to say you know say what he said and then. What I don't mean is this. Yeah. yeah at know, the very that, least, it, it lacked clarification. Yeah. I don't think because he necessarily said too much. Just to be clear, too, I believe that, you know, homosexuals should be welcomed and, and able to come to the church just as any other person or sinner can come to the church. But, you know, and, and also I believe that the only person who can provide true conviction is Jesus. So if you come to church with your husband and you're a man— you know, you're welcome to come and attend service, and you're welcome to, you know, where 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 do we go with communion? I'd say probably not, but yeah. well, you know, I, as a Catholic, I would say definitely. <clears throat> as a Catholic, yeah. you'd say definitely yeah. not. As a you know, a Protestant, we'd all say no as our gut reaction. But you might have to actually think about that because who who walking into church has not committed a conscious sin, and if all sins are equal, yeah. Well, but I that's a that deep the theological church, discussion. You never, you should never receive. While you are living in a, an ongoing sin, mm-hmm. but aren't most people obviously like, habitually they define it more as mortal sin? So uh-huh. like d- directly separating. Oh, and that's true from God. too, because yeah. the Catholic Church has different levels of mm-hmm. sins. Division. Right. So yeah. So our understanding of this is a little bit different than yours. Yes. Even just on the communion. So da- Damon, why don't you just you had some thoughts right well, off the yeah. bat? I, I think that what he was getting to, for the most part, is human dignity. That yes. We're all made yes. In the image of God. Yeah. But like he None said, of we're us all children should be of God. Pushed away because of our sin. N- you know, none of us are more equal. And if you throw, and if you throw a gay couple out of the church because they're gay, what good does that do? You're exactly. not doing them any Nothing. good. Nothing. They're gonna go and hate the church more, mm-hmm. and they're gonna not go back ever. Yeah. And that's it. You shouldn't treat them differently than you would treat a different person stuck and in a particular city. It's really important to note too that anyone listening to this that supports the gay community, we still sound extremely homophobic mm-hmm. because yeah. our underlying assumption is that what they're doing is wrong and they need to change. Yeah. And um that's just I mean offensive it's, to people. It's offensive yeah. to people. And un- understandably so because if societally you've been told, especially if you're 18 now, you grew up being told that it's okay to be gay. Mm. Let's say you're 18 and you identify as gay and suddenly this group of people who you've been told are homophobic are saying you need to change. You know, we love you still, right? We we love you. You're going to be like, no, you don't. You think I need to change. So that's why the church gets called homophobic. It's not generally actual actions, but it is that underlying, you know, we and we would all have to agree with it, yeah, which well, is frustrating because sometimes you'll be talking to someone who you know is struggling with that or, or identifies as, as LGBT and you're, you, you really have to mince words, but at the same time, you have to be able to maintain. You I don't condone what you're doing. Yeah. And that's yeah. impossible if you're friends you know, with someone. I, I think that obviously from what we can see is that, you know, homosexuality, looking for the word. Oh, okay. Yeah, I was like, like, did you have something really yeah. deep to say or <laughs> so you just couldn't think? Just gay. <laughs> <laughs> I know. I keep, I'm trying not to use it. See, you know what's funny? The word gay to me um, sounds the same as saying black. And I know that saying like black people was for at some point was like you're supposed to say colored people or you're or no i think that yeah, might people be of color. people of color exactly mm. or you're supposed to say african-american which is the stupidest term i've ever heard because not all 
people who are black are American or African. <laughs> so that's dumb. But More like I, I saw there was like a train in France that got robbed by two black guys. And the French TV coverage was like it was robbed by two African-American men. <laughs> they were African-French. That's not, <laughs> that's not that. But, but anyway, can, yeah, it doesn't matter. It's just funny. Yeah. So we'll go, go on ahead. with the black and gay. Yeah, oh, yeah. So I feel like the term gay is like similar to the term black where like some people are like, oh, you can't say black. You have to say people of color. But I don't think that's the case. I don't know. I'm sorry if I'm offending anyone. Let's that's not my intention. Anyway. I'm not going to be cautious because you of people's You have to be somewhat cautious. Yeah, you're not going to be cautious because anymore. no one well, listens to it. Anyway. <laughs> we have seven Instagram I mean, followers. I mean, you all were right, just right. condemning kicking out people from the church because of uh, because of their sin. You know, we don't want to be doing that. Oh, yeah, that. that's crazy. We can't. <laughs> we don't want to be We don't want to be leaning in that direction. going to have empty Some churches. Some caution, but, but we definitely want to, you know, Get our priorities Wait, hold straight. on. I didn't say that. Just to be clear. Hmm? I didn't say that. Were you joking? I don't know. Oh, okay. <laughs> I didn't. I, <laughs> if I, did I say that? I'm pretty sure you said the opposite. Yeah. I think I said the opposite. Yep. Yeah. I might yeah. have meant that. Okay. <laughs> Wait, <laughs> anyway, that's, no, that's so just, different. Sorry. I just, <laughs> I, I, I'm focused on my other points. Yeah, go ahead. Make, make so. your points before All you right. forget them. Yeah. <laughs> well, um... I think that the reason why liberal Catholics are so inclined to, um, are, <laughs> I no, don't know what the hand signals are. We're at about 50 minutes. liberal Catholics are so inclined to, um, to, to change the Pope's words are because the Catholic Church has stand at, you know, culturally a homophobic, air quotes by the way. Yes, yeah. People who can't see me, but homophobic state. And it's been very, it, it's turning people off from the church. It is, yeah. and and it and it shouldn't be just because it's a it's a misunderstanding, but but it is, and so I think the reason why I mean they might even think that they're doing a good thing by accepting this. They're, like I mean they're they're thinking you know by us showing that we approve of gay marriage and gay people all around in their sin, we're saying you know we're 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 moving the Catholic Church in a new direction in history, and it's it's going to be open to you know a whole you know whole other group of people yeah and and I, i'd also like to say that oh, uh, this is what i was trying to get to before um homosexuality is such a strange sin today because there's a lot of sin that's being accepted right now in our society but this one is being promoted on a whole other level you know gay pride i mean you don't you don't hear alcoholism pride yeah you yeah. don't hear drug abuser pride yeah <laughs> Sin. But we both condemn those and think that they're sin. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. You know? And we would... And most people would... I mean, 99.9% of people would say you shouldn't be... It's right. bad to be an alcoholic. You should get help. You should... And you shouldn't abuse drugs. And you shouldn't do drugs. Mm-hmm. And even people who are in those positions often realize... Yeah. People who are addicted to heroin wish they were not addicted to heroin. Yeah. I was just talking about this. Actually, that's an interesting not- thought because people who are gay or feel that way may wish that they did not. So yeah. I wouldn't generalize but yeah. like you, you never hear somebody who's a smoker and they're like <clears throat> they're, they're always saying yeah i gotta quit and then they like, take another yeah. drag really gotta, gotta quit really gotta quit lights <laughs> up a second yeah. third fourth cigarette you know, but they just obviously to get back off that tangent they know that it's wrong for them they know that yeah. it's bad so it, it's very strange that this sin has but do know, they but do they know that it's bad because everyone still says it's bad everybody says that's true, you yeah. need to stop drinking you should cut back and you're smoking you should whatever but no one's saying, oh, you should maybe think about not sleeping mm-hmm. with dudes. Like, yeah. Well, I think that the reason why 
homosexuality. I think we can talk about this for a little bit, but I think the reason why homosexuality is so accepted as opposed to other sins is because when somebody is is displaying their personality or their identity rather, they don't say and, and they're a smoker, they don't say, Yeah, I'm a white male smoker. They don't include that. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. They don't include their sin <coughs> as part of their identity. Whereas your sexuality in this case is your identity. Yeah. And in this case it's 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 immoral. It's offensive to God. Mm-hmm. So it that's 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 an interesting factor and I think that's why Hello. No, don't. <laughs> no, <laughs> just <laughs> It's an interesting factor and I think that's why it's um it's so accepted and promoted. Yeah, it's much more personal. Right. I think I was going to say again this is just a thought. I don't know if this is true or not or to what extent it's true. I think at least part of the reason that it is so ingrained in the person is that it's relational. As when you're having a drink, it's not like you have a relationship with the alcohol bottle. That's true. But in order to be homosexual or actively homosexual, you need another person. So it's not like it can be this little neat little sin you have tucked away in a box. It has to involve at least one person. Interesting. So it's, It's also, though, in and of itself, homosexuality demands affirmation mm-hmm. because many things can be you can theoretically hide a smoking or alcohol addiction mm-hmm. you know and now you're, you're still suffering consequences but you know you could theoretically live you know a relatively normal <laughs> life work a nine-to-five job then black out every weekend and every night you know, from your alcohol addiction. Mm-hmm. And you're able to hide your public persona from your uh, from your actual uh, actions. Your personal reality. Yeah, and so what happens, though, is homosexuality demands the affirmation of the public in order to openly have it done and, you know, express your feelings. And so I think that's part of the reason that the push is so strong. Mm-hmm. Mm. Yeah. All right. Well, I like your point with the relational because mm. that's uh, that's an interesting one with with society in general. If we back up and even just view relationships as a as a general topic, right? Because first of all, we've been eight months. We're eight months into a pandemic where you haven't seen, like we said earlier, your grandparents, your aunts and uncles, your distant relatives who only visit around holidays. You may have not seen some of your friends for a while, or you know, in in our case, like, um, yeah, for like you or uh, Austin, who yeah, moved, Austin, you know, yeah. Austin, we we saw him a couple times when we could, and then he moved back home. And he moved back home before school even ended. Yeah, and then we yeah. saw him for two seconds at graduation because yeah. his yeah. Uh, dad was sick. So, you know, it's relationships are in a weird place and relationships are changing, and they like I think a lot of people like to say, you know, we're in a digital age and relationships changed and. But that's not true. They're still changing. Yeah. Uh, yeah. You know, the dynamics between men and women, the dynamics between men, the dynamics between how you maintain a relationship in any way are yeah. so up in the air right now. And I mean, I think uh, also it's important to realize a lot of people, I think, are living in a dream world kind of where they're like, oh, you know, dating online. Yes, it works for some people, but some people have started online only relationships over the quarantine. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, okay, that that works in theory, but once you actually are meeting a person face to face, I think that is 
very different, and you're going to very easily, you know, pick up on the things that they could hide by turning their camera off. You know, mm-hmm. I just yeah. saw a um, I just saw a, a TikTok, and it was a girl. T- she was like, I think the problem with culture, male female culture today, and dating and hookup culture is that you most people don't date or or like go on Tinder or whatever to to date or to get married or anything like that they go to hook up so you go on tinder right you you match and you start messaging each other and you talk for a little while and you start to talk about yourself and then you get to know the person and then you don't talk after you hook up so you have this person that you've hooked up with you've had sex with that you know tons of things about but you just never talk to them ever again and that just Mm -hmm. creates this really awkward weird dynamic in society like there's, I've seen jokes about like when you bump into your, the term is like sneaky link, but bump into the person you hook up with and don't really tell anyone about on like at a party or something. And you just kind of have to pretend you don't know them or whatever. And like, that's weird. That shouldn't be a thing, you know? And she also pointed out how sex used to be the most intimate and like, like most precious thing you could do to, with another person well it still is and it still is uh-huh. but you've 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 uh devalued it to the point that it's a thing that people just kind of talk to get to that point and then never talk again you know mm-hmm. i think robbie zacharias i don't i don't remember this was in somebody i watched of his talked about how the two most crucially important things about like humans are obviously life and then reproduction and intimacy and those are the two things that have been most warped recently in our society mm. and by <clears throat> by news organizations and just all around us, like even homosexuality, hooking up outside of marriage, and then just the, the glorification and celebration of death. And not just at Halloween, obviously that's what we all think about, but, but in movies and just abortion. abortion, the normalization of it. It's just, it's been so stretched and warped from what it used to be. Yeah. Well, go ahead. Just, it's also interesting, you know, we, we hold these values to be (laughs) self-evident. You know, I I went there and I said I was going to not. We all got flashbacks. Yeah. (laughs) But, but uh, just quickly, um, you know, we hold these principles and we're going to teach our children these principles, God willing, with, you know, we all get married and have a good Christian wife and all that. But, you know, the thing is, a lot of people aren't, you know. It's going to be so ingrained in the next generation, even more than the first, these ideals that, you know, uh, you know, everything is okay. You know, everything is permissible. There is no wrong, there is no absolute truth in which to derive a wrong or right from. And the thing is, uh, as we get farther and farther away from a generation which really held this true, we're going to fall more and more into this, uh, this dystopian, this dystopian reality covered up with a, uh, you know, a, uh, a layer of frosting that makes everything look pretty. And delicious. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> nice, Josh. Touch. Well... I think we started off a little all over the place, and we just ended on a serious note, which is good. So I think we'll wrap there. And uh, thanks, everyone, for listening, if you made it this far. This has been That's a Fact Podcast with Matt, Matt, James, Damon, and Josh. Matt, 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 Matt. Yeah. Um, it's like the seagulls. Go follow, uh, <laughs> go follow the podcast on Instagram at that's no at the real That's a Fact Podcast. <laughs> that's the shortest handle we could come up with <laughs> and uh 
follow me on Instagram at m.harrison410. And have a great week. I hope you had a happy Thanksgiving. <clears throat> and yes? Oh, I was just going to say good night, everyone. Oh, <laughs> have a good night or a good morning or a good evening or a good afternoon, whenever you're listening to this. Matthew Harrison, and this has been That's a Fact.